Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of While My Batteries Charge. Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about USTE. Uh, I charged up some of my Spectrum Smart batteries today uh, in my smart charger. Just love how fast and efficient those things are. Uh, I'm not sponsored. This podcast isn't brought to you by any battery. So if there is a battery manufacturer out there that uh, is interested, let us know. But um, I, I really do like the Spectrum Smart system uh, because of the ease of use for myself. Running the YouTube channel and the making the videos and keeping track of as many RCs and batteries as we do on this channel and trying to have stuff ready to go at any point in time when we just might have a minute to go run an RC and make a video. Um, it's just, it's, it's really easy to have it auto discharge back to storage mode. If I don't end up using those batteries, cause I'll just have like a, a smorgasbord of videos. Did I say videos? I said videos. I have a smorgasbord of batteries ready to go from 2S to 3S, and I have duplicates of them in case I need to go 4S or 6. Then I have 4S's done to be 8S for my big trucks. You just never know. And um, so with the smart batteries, I don't only run smart batteries, but with the smart batteries, I really don't have to worry about them. I put them back in my bat safe, and uh, if I get to use them, great. If I don't, they go back to storage mode, and it's like I never charged them. Um, but like with my Venom batteries, I definitely kind of put little markings and things or a little, um, pieces of tape on them. So I know that I've charged them. And those are the ones that I reach for in the box first because they don't auto discharge and, you know, discharging for me is a little bit of a pain. It's been made a little bit easier by uh, Jason Saunders who gave me a discharger, which is great. Uh, it helps really reduce the battery fast, um, and gets me closer to the range I want to be in. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about USTE, but batteries is a big thing for me. And I mean, we named our podcast after that because, um, and one of the cool things now is with the new G2 Spectrum charger, when I plug in my battery to charge it, it tells me how much longer I have uh, before it's done charging. So I know how long of a podcast pretty much I can have uh, before the battery is going to be done. So, you know, we could finish before the beep, but I like the beeps. So we'll just keep going. Uh, so I got some batteries on the charger for the, um, the TF2 that I have. Um, I just got done running my Axial SCX-10 III. We got some video footage of that. It looks really good. It's kind of a, a bummer of a story. It's kind of a tragedy uh, if we really want to go into it. You know, in the course of, of my RC life, uh, so far, this one, you know, in the story arc of its of its lifetime uh, as an RC, it's a bit of a tragedy. Um, you know, the build process was really great. Putting it together, the actual SCX-103 by Axial, I love uh, how it handles. I love how it performed. But the power system that I chose to put in it uh, was varied because of, well, what was available. So I brought some very basic stuff with me. I had a quick run with me, um, and I had a 27-turn motor that I could use. It wasn't what I wanted to put in it, but it's what I had. 
Um, I was building it in Michigan. We were traveling and camping and seeing my mom and seeing my brother and going mudding in my one-to-one Jeep and trying to build this SCX-10-3 for Axial Fest. So every night I'd stay up late at my mother's kitchen table or dining room table, I guess it was. And um, we don't have a dining room here. Every, you know, we just, it's our kitchen table. But at my mom's, it is a dining room table and that's where I was building it. And I had my like Ryobi light with me uh, with a battery on it because her lighting in there is not super bright. And I had my Cal RC mat and everything. And I was just like, her room was torn up with my RC stuff for Axial Fest. I had this one and I also was doing an SCX 24 that I was painting a Jeep to uh, look also like my Jeep, my one-to-one. So anyway, I happened to stop at Larry's Performance RC in Michigan uh, after leaving my brother-in-law's and heading to my parents. It was kind of out of the way a little bit, but it only added like 20 minutes other than my time in Larry's um, to the drive. So we totally did that. Awesome place. They really helped me out. And I got this, what I, it's exactly what I wanted for this truck, which was a Hobbywing Axe 2700 KV motor. Now it gives me that nice low end, slow performance that I want, but it also gives me that upper end speed that I really want because I was putting a two speed in this truck and I wanted to have some speed on the upper end of it to really, you know, push up some hills or, you know, fight through some of the dirt and just keep moving the truck and the inertia upward. Um, so it was great. It's, it was a 550 can though, which was a little bit problematic. I was able to cut it in and, you know, fit it in and it actually worked out cause my fusion fits in there now because of that. But I heard later about, and this was after my, my problem from RC propaganda that he had issues with his 550 axe next to other electronics. And so in my SCX-10 III, I'm running the Hobbywing Axe system with uh, a Spectrum system. They're 6100 or whatever the the higher-end receiver is with all of the different um, auxiliary things because I've got the... I've got several different servos that I have to operate. I have my dig and my two-speed, and then I have my regular... Re, um, one. And what I like about the axe is I can Bluetooth all of it. You know, I was on the road. I could program it that way, set my BEC for that Reefs triple five that I have in there to bump it up to 7.4 volts and get more power for it. So that's what I was really looking forward to. And it was working awesome. It worked awesome for two days at Axial Fest. It was the best crawling experience that I ever had with any of my RCs until it wasn't. Um, and so... I avoided any of the mud stuff. I did not sink it. I did have it roll kind of over um, side hilling and kind of landed in a puddle, but it was only maybe an inch thick. It just kind of went in. Cause I, the main thing I was worried about, cause the hobby wing is, is waterproof. Um, the reefs should be fine. Um, the spectrum should be fine, but it's really the little micro servos that aren't waterproof that I didn't want to kill. And so I was very worried about that, but it wasn't even on the electronic side that it, it went down in the water. It was on the left side of the vehicle, which had none of my electronics. Um, so all that it had was a little bit of mud that would get in up underneath things from it just flying off the wheels. 
but this has wheel wells and everything. So it's, it was a very minimal amount on the inside where all of that is. Um, and most of it was just from hitting up and running down and getting inside that way. It wasn't really kicking in there. Anyway, the day that it actually died, we weren't even near water, nothing. We'd been driving, having fun on just some rocks. And we went up this hill and we were back in the woods. And then all of a sudden, we're just on a regular flat trail um, heading back toward the main area of the Axial Fest, these little cliff areas. And the truck just took off on its own and it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't do anything. It wouldn't respond. And it just drove right off the cliff and down about eight feet or so to the hard rocks below. Um, and then luckily it landed on this lid and it was or on the side, I think, and was spinning the wheels. It couldn't get the wheels to stop spinning. Um, so whatever, you know, I thought, oh man, I need to rebind and, you know, reset my transmitter. Um, and nope, it wasn't that no matter what I did, um, there was no reverse, there's no brake, whatever the wheels just spun. And, um, turns out even now when I take it out and I don't have it hooked up, somebody's thought that it was cause there was an electrical interference between the reefs servo, which sat right next to it and the 550 size of the, the hobby wing. Well, I took it out and it wasn't next to anything. And it was doing this. I literally, it would, it would boot up fine. The second you hit the throttle and then it would just spin and like slow and it wouldn't stop. No matter what your trims were, nothing you did on the radio affected it. Except if you hit it more, then it would start doing this weird shake thing where it would stutter and do the weirdest. Like if you're holding it in your hand, it just, it your hand just got rocked back and forth. It was the weirdest thing. It just kind of on off, on off, on off. Um, but it never actually stopped. It was always moving, but it just had this twitch to it. Um, so I don't know what happened to it. It's a real bummer. It's not a cheap system. And I got two days out of it. I'd, I'd written to them um, right before the warranty expired to say that there was an issue. And they said, oh, we've never heard of anything like that. And then, um, you know, they said, try these things, you know, hook up to the, the thing. It was, it was basically going to take me forever to, like, take it out of the car, do all this stuff. And I've got, you know, the channel going on. I've got regular work. I've got so many things going on. And I wasn't doing anything crawler related. I had monster truck racing to get ready for. That was the last thing on my mind was getting it out of the car and doing all this testing. Um, so I finally, just because I'm going to USTE, was like, I need to get a truck ready. And um, I'm just going to swap this out. And when I got it out is when I actually first now did some of the testing. I've now tried to update the firmware from the Bluetooth. I've tried a whole bunch of things and it just is, it's junk. I don't know what happened to it. I have a Hobbywing 1200 KV axe system in my TF2 and I absolutely love it. Um, I have now a Hobbywing fusion system in my uh, SCX 10.3. I didn't change any of the settings on my receivers, any of that. I just bound it. Um, well, I didn't even buy it. I was already bound to it. I just literally plugged it in the new system and it worked great. So something is definitely wrong with that brand new axe system that I had a two day running. So those were like $120 days or something like that. Each day at Axial Fest was increased in, in cost by $120 of the, the axe system of what I got out of it because it's like a $240 system. So 120 bucks a day, tag that onto my Axial Fest experience. Um, but anyway, really frustrating. I wish I knew which part was freaking out. If it was the ESC, which is my guess of what it is. 
so I could just maybe get a new one and just, you know, maybe for a hundred bucks instead of 200 bucks, get that system running again. Cause it really did work awesome in this car and it was much smoother than the system I'm running now, which is the 1200 KV. Now I say smoother. And so it's hard to, to define that. Um, what I had to do, cause I wanted the wheel speed is the 1200 KV is so slow. So I had to bump that up to a 15 tooth pinion and, um, so that's what I'm running in it now, which makes the slow end of it kind of not as smooth. I don't know. There's just something about the axe system that's smoother and you can do Bluetooth with the hobby wing fusion. You have to have that little card, um, system that they've got there that you plug into it to change the settings and all that. It's not as convenient, but it works. It's fine. It's, you know, it's, a a brushless system still, still have that kind of smoothness and power. Um, but yeah, it's better than most um, of the cheaper brushed systems. I say that carefully because there's some really smooth, really good brushed systems you can put into your car. Um, and I can't compare it to that. But compared to just like an axial 27 turn on a hobby wing quick, quick run or whatever the 1080 system is, um, way better than that. So um anyway it's ready i've done some testing with it i'm happy enough with it as it is i'm just gonna leave it because i've got other things to work on my tf2 uh we're gonna bring some other stuff so i might have to do some repairs on some cars for the send it ramp so that's the cool thing about the uste guys is they not really competition they've just got scale trails that are all over that you can take your stuff on and have a bunch of fun um it's not really for like you know rock racers or stuff like that. It's really more for scale trails and things like that. Um, they're going to have the tiny tuck, tiny truck gallery by GCM just to kind of show off your stuff, a vintage buggy race, uh, side-by-side -side drags. And then they've got uh, monster truck races. Let's bring your retro scale monster trucks, uh, motor on axle or shafty and see who crosses the line first. That's pretty cool. So it should be fun. They also have a basher park and they're just going to go crazy. So, I'm looking forward to it. It's my first time going. A lot of people have wanted, you know, and asked me to come after last year. Um, and I wanted to go. I, I started out. They didn't want me to come. They they said it was awesome. I wanted to go. And we talked about it. I wanted to go. And they said it would be awesome if, if I'd made it. I'd love it. And so, you know, I've been doing what I could to go. But COVID threw everything for a loop. I didn't try to book a hotel or anything in preparation, even though I kind of said that I wanted to try to do that. Let Jeremy from Big Squid know I was going to try and do whatever I could to be there. And then it just kind of everything fell by the wayside and wasn't sure what was going to be happening. And um, so then USTE was saying, man, you should come. And I said, you know what? I should come. And I really want to. I don't know how many events are going to be this year. Plus, there's a Monster Jam race the next weekend. If I could stay over, we could take my kids to Harry Potter World and Universal and do some other things, and then I could get to a Monster Jam race, which I haven't been to one in probably 17, 15 to 17 years or so. I've been to some on the beach, Monsters on the Beach, but that's not Monster Jam. Um, so it's been a while since I've been to like a big stadium race, and 
I've been dying to go. I've tried to go to the Las Vegas World Finals, and I had work trips that made it so I couldn't go. And um, then I was going to go to World Finals. I had tickets and all that last year, and it got canceled. Um, I've really been itching to get to another um, Monster Jam. And so bought tickets to this. Hopefully it's going to be awesome. Um, Scott Douglas and Dennis Anderson are supposed to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, you know, first inductees, and they're supposed to be celebrated at that event. So we'll see if that still goes down. But um, it should be just an awesome week. I can't wait. I'm, I'm working on getting stuff prepared. I'll be bringing my cameras. But more than anything, I just can't wait to hang out with people. Um, my kids are coming. They did the Axial Fest, and it was great because we had our camper right there on site, and they could go back and hang out when they were done. Um, we've talked about it and they're just kind of like, you know what? You get busy dad when you're doing this and, uh, we want you to do your thing. And so, um, and there's a lot of people that I already know that are going to be there and I want to meet and hang out with. And, um, it gets tricky with them there. So I'm going to try maybe last day to have them come. Um, but we'll see how that all works out. We'll bring their trucks just in case. Uh, but it is kind of like I'm working when I'm there. So, uh, I'll be, I'll be pretty busy filming, trying to, you know, do what I can to get some cool videos for you guys to see as well as from monster jam, especially if the, uh, the thing goes down with Scott Douglas and, um, Dennis Anderson. So, um, try and get some footage of that uploaded to, uh, to the YouTubes for people that want to see it. I know a lot of people on, on Facebook are asking for that if I'm there to film it, but, um, it's again tricky because of COVID. Um, you know, I'll just be from the stands wherever I am, trying to film it, <laughs> and uh, hold my camera steady. So uh, we'll see how how well that pulls off or not. But I also just kind of want to be in the moment too and experience it. And so that's the hard thing with filming is that you're less in the moment. So for that Monster Jam thing, we'll see. I might just have my wife hold up uh, an iPhone or something and see you know, what we can get with that, but we'll see. I don't know. A lot, a lot of my mind about that, about how much I want to be in the moment and how much I want to share, because you know, they're going to be sharing awesome media of it afterward anyway. So it's just the people that want it immediately and don't want to have to wait for monster jam to release it themselves. Um, you know, they want to see it on YouTube or Instagram or wherever. So I have to weigh that. It, it, there's a definitely a, a work-life balance that I'm trying to keep and uh, <laughs> do. So today even uh, my boys and I, after I did the uh, the SCX-10-3, we got out the SCX-24s and we ran them in their sandbox that we just built for them. Um, while the batteries charged, my youngest son, Dominic, started just building a little course and little digging little holes and trenches and things for them to drive through. And, um, for the first half hour or so, I didn't bring up the camera at all. We just played. Um, and then at the very end, I pulled out my camera and got about eight minutes or so of footage, um, of us running, but it was just kind of sporadic stuff here and there. So I could still be in the moment and just put the camera down. And, uh, after I got a few things, so Anyway, guys, uh, that's just a quick update. Going to be heading to the USTEs in Florida. It's going to be um, February 19th through 21st, 2021 in Williston, Florida. Um, I am going down with my family to Florida. We're going to be camping outside of 
the event, not not nearby. And I'll be driving in. We'll be towing my Jeep down, so I'll be able to drive in with that uh, for the day. And, uh, yeah, or they'll drop me off one way or the other. I'll get there. Um, it's not too far outside where we're camping. It's probably about 40 minutes or so. And uh, it just puts us in a good spot. We have to work from there the next week, and so we need a good internet. And um, not a whole lot of offerings by Williston, so you had to choose Ocala or Gainesville or closer to Orlando. Um, and so we got a good spot, and it has decent internet, uh, supposedly. And if not, it has good service for all um, cell companies so we should be able to at least do zoom meetings in that with our cell phones so um, and then use my tethering from my phone or my ipad to the computers whenever i need to upload videos and such so that's kind of the plan at least for now but um more will be coming guys hope you have an awesome awesome day hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll uh, be bringing you more hopefully we'll We'll get to sit down with some people. Maybe I'll take this whole podcast set up and try and interview some people and see how that goes. I don't know. It gets busy then, and then it's not having as much fun doing the driving. So, again, toss-up. you got to weigh pros and cons of everything. All right, guys. Have fun, RC, and we will catch you next time. <laughs>